Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Holden with Life Over Choice, bringing you another episode of Pro-Life Discussions. Today we have Students for Life student Erin Quinn. Erin, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me today. I am doing great. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining me. This is going to be a great episode. Uh, For everyone that doesn't know, I recently got back from a deployment in Georgia where we were trying to hashtag save the Senate. Erin was also there, which is where I got to meet her. Uh, So I say we just jump right in. Sounds great to me. The first question I always ask my guests, have you always been pro-life? Why or why not? Well, thank God I was raised in a pro-life family. Um, My number one reason I would say as a child for being pro-life was um, I would assist my mother at the pregnancy center near our house. And one of the days, nosy little me, five-year-old me, um, decided to snoop around some of the information. And I found a pamphlet with an image of a aborted fetus, aborted baby, not fetus. And um, that stuck with me for through today. And that was the main reason why I decided to be pro-life even as a child, I'd say. But there are many reasons why I've continued the good fight and continued with the pro-life movement and try to get more people involved today. That's really awesome. Uh, For a lot of people who do not know, I actually, Erin, I don't know if I told you this, I was actually pro-choice up until I was like 12. Uh, mainly because I wasn't exposed to it as much. Uh, I went to church as a kid. I heard all that. I was told the lies about Planned Parenthood Mm. because it used to be right next to my church. So I used to think that Planned Parenthood was a great organization who helped out mothers. Mm -hmm. I mean, Planned Parenthood to a 12-year-old sounds like a great name. Yeah. Uh, So after about 12 or 13, I found out what Planned Parenthood was and I became pro-life, but I didn't really do anything with it up until in college to where I had a my teacher gave a it was in speech class we had to do a debate on controversial Mm -hmm. topics and of course I chose (laughs) pro-life controversial debate out there Uh, (laughs) and simultaneous at the same time unplanned came out and I'm like I can either do hours of research on my computer or I can go to the movie Mm mm-hmm so I went to the movie, I saw it, and as soon as I left, Life Over Choice was born that night. Wow. It was great right after that. That's so amazing. So that was amazing. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad to hear that you've been pro-life since you were a kid. That's incredible. Yeah. Especially the way you, you got involved in it and found out about it. That's just awesome. Yeah. It was a crazy whirlwind of seeing that image, but once you see an image like that, it doesn't really leave you. Oh, no, it does not. It's one of the hardest images to look at, but one of the most important as well. Yeah, that's for sure. Let's see. I think you kind of already hit on it, but uh, so you're involved with Students for Life right now and uh, go out to these deployments and things. Mm -hmm. What makes you want to continue to do that and just fight for it rather than just, you know, be pro-life at your house and tell people about it? (laughs) What makes you want to get out there? So... Up until um, my call, kind of similar to you, I was pretty tame in my pro-life activism. I decided really to be pro-life personally and 
not really share it with a lot of my friends or family. But it wasn't until college where I really saw the need for a pro-life student to speak out and to have other people understand that they're not in the fight alone. Because often young women and young men feel that if they speak out about being pro-life, they're the only ones or there'll be a ton of pushback. But I really wanted to stand up and say, no, it is the normal thing to be a pro-life young adult. And the reasons are so obvious. And especially with today's science, we know so many reasons why that baby in the womb needs to be protected and how hurtful it can be for a woman to go through that whole experience, um, even just to the point of taking plan B and knowing that it could have been what it could have been. Um, so I really decided to speak up a lot more in college and I got involved with Students for Life and I've been given great opportunities and being um, a student spokesperson now for Students for Life has been awesome and I've really fell in love with the other people who are so outspoken about the movement and they continue to inspire me themselves. So that is how I've gotten more involved for sure. That's awesome. So I'm going to add a surprise question on right here. Uh, what is a student spoke person do? So we, there's only um, about five of us and students for life, they go through and they try to nominate some of the students who they see as more active and who've maybe been in a Students for Life fellowship. So I began with Students for Life as a Christian leadership fellowship because I go to a Christian university. And so since I was involved there, they said, well, would you like to join this um, spokesperson opportunity? And I, I said, okay, I'll try it. So really they try to encourage us to write op-eds and blog posts and just try to kind of like I was saying, share with other young adults and other high schoolers and college students that it is the normal thing to be pro-life as a young adult. And it is um, honorable and it is respectable to be a pro-life student. And often pro-life students are outspoken. And so I really felt that this program, this spokesperson program, was a great way to share with people our age that it is um, it is very honorable and very normal to be a pro-life teenager or person in your 20s. That's really cool. So I do have more questions not about Georgia, but I okay. think kind of what you're talking about advocating and all that kind of fits in with what we did in Georgia. So I'm going to skip mm -hmm. ahead and then go back. Okay. So let's go ahead and do a quick rundown on your end what Georgia was like gosh well it was a whirlwind to say the least we started um, headfirst into door knocking we did I 70,000 they said 70,000 doors were knocked in that short amount of days um, I'll share one of my favorite experiences that I had at the doors uh, several occasions I got to speak Spanish to the people, the residents in Georgia, um, which was very cool to inform them with information that we had. Um, some of the information wasn't in Spanish. So helping them just kind of speak to them about why it is important to vote was really cool. But 
my favorite story was speaking to this young, I believe she was from Russia. Um, she was a young woman, a young mother, and you could hear her kids in the background in her house. And she said that when she was younger, she had had an abortion. And she shared that with me. It was very, um, very hard thing, I'm sure, to s- just speak about in general. But she shared that she was not prepared. She didn't feel prepared to be a mother at 18. And so she decided to abort her child. But I had shared, well, how horrible, um, how horrible it feels as a young woman for some people um, to have that unplanned pregnancy. But with the correct support, which there's so much support out there for young women who face unplanned pregnancies, um, it's really possible to have a pregnancy and to have a beautiful child and as well as continue on in their schooling. That's a big concern for a lot of women to finish college or finish high school, whatever they're in, and be able to get a job so that they can support themselves as well as their future family. So this woman really shared a lot with me and she said, well, maybe if I'd met someone as supportive as you when I was pregnant, I would have been able to have my baby. So that was a really big, big moment for me in Georgia. That's incredible. Uh, Usually I'm a very talkative person, but I don't really have any words for that. It's beautiful. Uh, On the last night in Georgia, you got to also talk about another thing or another story with the voter that you had Mm -hmm. I was wondering if we could hear that story as well yes so we decided well um, as a group students for life took us to the polls in Georgia so we would go to where people were going to vote and we stood outside holding posters nothing graphic holding posters and just saying why it is important to vote pro-life first Um, but I decided to take the initiative to continue to hand the pamphlets that we'd brought to the voters driving in to continue to try to inform them for their vote, to show them the truth about um, the Democrats who were also running against the pro-life Republicans. And it doesn't always happen to be that the Republicans are pro-life, but in this instance, it was. And one of the persons that I was giving them information, he stopped his car and he rolled down his window and he was about to take my pamphlet from me. Um, But he said, actually, ma'am, I've already spoken with a a young student from your group and I have the pamphlet with the information right here. It's going to help me decide who to vote for. And that really struck a chord with me because it proved that the whole time we were in Georgia was making a difference. That's amazing. That's so awesome. Of course, we don't always get to see what our actions do, Mm -hmm. but to just see that and just get that relevance, like you said, we are making a difference. It's not pointless to be out there. Exactly. Yeah. What would you say to someone, you were kind of hitting on it earlier, Mm -hmm. that's pro-life, but is afraid to go out to these deployments or to speak out? Because I can guarantee you, (laughs) talking about pro-life, or do- knocking on some stranger's door that you don't know who's <laughs> on the other side, it's kind of scary. It is so intimidating. I considered myself an extrovert, but going on these trips, sometimes I definitely consider myself an introvert. Um, oh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> the, the main thing I would say 
um, to a young person trying to decide whether to be more outspoken as a pro-life person. Um, a lot of my family members are pro-abortion. And so entering this realm of being pro-life was not the normal. Like I was saying earlier, to me, it seemed kind of like, oh, well, I can't be outspoken because I don't want to offend anyone or I don't want to cause any family stress between all of us. But when you meet a young woman or speak to someone who has gone through an unplanned pregnancy, it really puts into perspective how necessary an outspoken pro-life person is. Um, it really, it's not just for the other students that you're speaking out, but really for the people who are facing those pregnancies because they feel alone and they feel that they are judged so much. But really, if you're outspoken and um, you do these types of events like knock on doors or make phone calls, it is so helpful to those people who feel so afraid or feel alone in the world. Really, you're standing up and you're going door knocking or you're making phone calls for those people. That's how I see it myself. So That's awesome. And the way I used to look at it, because knocking on doors, even now I get kind of, I can do it and I'm not afraid to mm -hmm. do it, but I can get kind of antsy. I'm like, I don't know who yeah. you are. I don't know your background, but I think of it this way. My, let's just say I have a conversation with this person for five mm -hmm. minutes. And I'm un let's just say I'm uncomfortable the whole time. My five minutes of uncomfortableness can save a life. Yeah. Or can save a future life or just inform them. Yes. So it's like, I can be uncomfortable for five minutes having a conversation with someone mm -hmm. if it means helping. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So before we move on to our other, my other question that's not Georgia, was there anything else you wanted to say about the trip? Um. I really appreciate it. I think we yeah. did most of it. I really liked meeting people. Like I hadn't really gotten to speak with you before. So it was really nice getting to meet other young people that have the same belief. That's the best. That's the best part about it. Cause uh, the school that I go to, I do not go to a Christian <laughs> school. I go to a very liberal <laughs> school and the pro-life people there are to a mm -hmm. minimum. So to be able to go to these trips and, Melanie Salazar, who I talked on a previous podcast with, and Jerry and Sarah Zar, mm -hmm. all these people I had conversed with over the phone before or texted before, but I get this opportunity to yeah. meet them. I think I even talked to you one time over Instagram <laughs> or something, but to be able to actually yeah. meet you and be like, hey, you're a person. Mm -hmm. And it's so refreshing to be surrounded by people who have the same beliefs in you rather than... 50 people who are against you and one person that's right there that yeah. agrees with you. Very. It's kind of a really <laughs> to say the least. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So back to uh, Coach mm -hmm. Georgia. Thank you for telling me yeah. about that. I love Georgia. It was a great time. Uh, let's see. What was my question? <laughs> I know my question. Uh, Roe, Roe v. Mm -hmm. Wade, of course. That pops up once in every one of my podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so we're young ish. I'm in my twenties. I'm getting older. Uh, 
in your lifetime, do you see Roe v. Wade being reversed? So, I think a lot of people have lost some hope because of the turn of the presidency. Um, but to that question, I would say yes. I have so much faith that my generation, the pro-life generation, will overturn Roe federally. And maybe that's just the first step. That's all that we need in our generation to do, to accomplish. But I see it despite the president. What is a post despite the president? But uh, yeah, it's just something that can't. I don't get how people see it any other way. And hopefully it's hopefully it's changed one day. So you're from Missouri. I am, yes. You are from the great state of Missouri. And today it just came out that Missouri is now 100% abortion free. There is one Planned Parenthood in St. Louis, but they are not doing abortions right now. And they won't be for the foreseeable future. You know, I... Love to hear that. I love to see, like we were saying, our efforts, our daily efforts trying to fight off this um, society of death, this mentality that death is okay. I love seeing that really our efforts are being, are paying off and just little feats like that really make it all. Amen to that. One thing that I've started putting on the end of every Mm -hmm. one of my posts is uh, abortion cannot be abolished overnight. We are not going to wake up tomorrow and abortion's gone. So we have to take these instances of small victories while we can take them. Having an entire state, I don't know how big Missouri (laughs) is, but (laughs) taking an entire state and not having any abortions in that seems like a win to me. And Recently, a friend of mine messaged me about, it was from the Students for Life Action page, mm-hmm. uh, the online distribution of abortion pills is now illegal. Yeah. So, I mean. That was something. We're, it's not what we want. We. Yeah. That was ahead. something we were really concerned about here for a little while. And it seemed like the courts were going to let it happen. But thank God we um, have not allowed that in our country all right i got nothing to say to that except amen (laughs) i mean it's not what we want obviously what we want is it completely gone because every day that abortion's here what was it the statistic i read there's already been 1.4 or 1.2 million abortions done this year and it's what july or not july january 13th it's too early that's really hard to hear, but you got to take the small victories yeah. where you can. And I consider that, I mean, abortion is dangerous enough, but then the distribution of the pills online is just unfathomable. I don't get it. Uh, well, Aaron, that is all the questions Perfect. I have. I don't know if you have any questions for me or anything you want to add. Um, I just would like to share that. Being a being a role model for other young women seems very intimidating um, to a lot of people, young women and young men. But as soon as you take the first steps um, towards 
entering the pro-life movement and entering an active pro-life, taking an active pro-life position, um, it all pays off. And there are so many benefits to being outspoken about your beliefs. So I really encourage everyone to do as much as they can, even if it's an hour a week, just trying to be a little more active in the movement, um, despite your job or despite your busy schedule for school. Also, exactly. We, we all have, we all have time. Sorry. I was going to say a little shout out. If you'd like to follow me on social media, I have several posts. I try to keep updated um, with the new, the pro-life news going on in our country. So my Instagram is Aaron.ProWoman. So please follow that. And thank you so much for having me on today. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us today. I promise I will try and get more episodes out. I think the last one I did was with Abby Johnson like two and a half months ago. Um, I promise I got more coming. But thank you so much, Erin, for joining us. Exactly. You too. Have a good day. Bye-bye. And I will see 